0: i
1: going on everyone welcome to episode 16 of season 4 i'm your host kurt
0: field and it's your boy juku brew baby happy hanukkah merry christmas happy holidays uh you know to all those who celebrate any sort of holiday it's holiday season kurt and we're surely representing on this good old pod good old today don't you agree
1: we are um we're a diverse group of two a diverse group of two. A group. We, yeah. A pair. We're quite That's a pair. True. A duo. A duo. Uh your favorite duo. Bruno, no.
0: what day of Hanukkah is it? It started Sunday the eighteenth, so I forgot right. what day it is. A little peek behind the scenes. It's Friday. So this so night of Sundays. So one, two, three, four, five. It's the sixth night tonight. So there's two okay. two more crazy nights going on.
1: So How does your family do it? Do you guys, um, like, what is the celebration type deal? What is the gift-giving type deal? How does the Briskin household Mm. run Hanukkah?
0: You know, Kurt, it's a fair question. I appreciate you asking. Um, I would say there are two factors that affect how we celebrate. Number one I know this is hilarious because it makes me laugh every time I think about it. But uh, Hanukkah actually goes off the Jewish calendar, not our calendar. So it happens whenever the fuck it wants each year, which means it's different every year. There was a year that it was before Thanksgiving, um, which is just hilarious to think about. And so it really varies on when it is to TBH. The other factor has been when I'll tell you what we did growing up by we, I mean, my family, my brother and I and my parents. We would usually just do everything on the first night because this isn't going to shock you growing up we'd see all the presents on the table and i think one year my parents were like hey why don't you open up one a night and we just threw the biggest of temper tantrums we were like we are not waiting to open these presents sorry that's not (laughs) that's not happening so when we were growing up we just did it all in one night got it over with um we would try to like light the candles on the other nights if we were around but as long as we make it the first night that's okay and honestly now that we're kind of older my brother and i we're not living at home anymore we'll just do honestly like whenever we're both off from work and can make it for a We'll do our one night Whenever that is So I got you. Uh, this year I think it's tomorrow So the seventh night Is our first night If you will
1: I I will And I'm I'm happy yeah. for you That's awesome
0: That'll be and, uh, Quite but, a little shindig Thank you But again That's just the first family night Of course Hanukkah Bruno Is alive The second Hanukkah star, Hanukkah Bruno Comes into existence And it's a party time So uh, personally I've been observing it Every single day uh, Every second of every day Since it started And the family uh, Will celebrate together tomorrow So Kurt one of these years, one of these days, one of these uh, eons or centuries, you're more than welcome to, uh, you know, celebrate in the good old Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Uh, Bruno, <laughs> here's
1: the thing. Um, yep. It has to be when the Jewish calendar doesn't line up with the C word. Oh,
0: true. I mean, that, it's fair. I mean, that's a fair point. So
1: a peek behind <laughs> the curtain to the field family.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Give, so me, tomorrow, give me yours.
1: Tomorrow do be Christmas Eve. Be? Um, we celebrate Christmas Eve. A lot bigger than we do christmas day because of my grandmother on my mom's side so she is hella danish oh and the danes and people kind of of in your in this part of europe um uh, christmas eve is huge so we have a a big get together tomorrow night um for christmas eve and then christmas day is like low-key we see the same people but it's low-key Um, you know, who wear your sweatpants over, let's watch
0: some football, let's watch some NBA and let's relax. All right, because we are tired from the night before. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Do you think I, I don't know if you would know this, but just from an uneducated person, do you think a lot of people usually do more of a thing on Christmas Eve than Christmas? Or do you think it's I don't know, I have no grasp on that.
1: I no, I think more people are heavily on Christmas Day. So I mean I had we had a bunch of friends growing up where Christmas Eve they went out to Chinese, and then that was their night. Like they don't do a whole lot. Um, oh. And obviously, things are different. Like as you get older, and and you don't believe in Santa anymore. You don't. And like fair point. And like things are a little different. Like you don't need to be home to put out the reindeer food and your milk and cookies. It's right. like you no, know, Brad's not eating those this year. Okay, like you know we we know <laughs> the deal. Okay, so it's it's changed a little bit over time here. But fair. Um, tomorrow will be sounds like tomorrow will be a pretty good, exciting night for both of us
0: yeah no absolutely kurt so you know listen whether you celebrate like kurt and i whether you celebrate in your own ways whatever the deal may be we you know appreciate the uh uh we appreciate the holiday spirit and uh you know uh to our our sponsors are curious um what how people celebrate so drop a comment in the uh in the good old uh wait was it spotify what's the apple. One, um bean oh, Podbean. Apple with Podbean, I knew there was a bean somewhere in there. Apple, Podbean, comments wherever you are. Drop a comment on how you celebrate, and uh, you know we appreciate it. Yeah, flick the bean over on Podbean. And <laughs> how, let, <laughs> me you, let me know what. Let
1: me know what you think. Kids show. Kids show. Kid show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I told them Santa's not real. I told them to flick the beans. So.
0: <laughs> so we are we are five minutes in, Kurt, and we are off to a flying start.
1: <laughs> well, Bruno, it's just really prolonging the fact that I don't want to talk about uh, the Patriots.
0: Yeah, Kurt. Luckily for you. Um, we're not going to start with the Patriots. You know, th- people might be wondering what happened this week. And let me tell you, we're going to get to the X's and O's and what actually happened. But some people are saying there was a funeral of sorts uh, last Sunday. Um, and some people are saying uh, it took us this long to rise. You know, how this, the famous saying, he has risen, talking about a certain someone. Uh, we have risen. Barely. And now we're here to talk about some things that may have happened last week. But, Kurt... I'm here to at least delay the inevitable a little longer because there were other things that happened last week. So, Kurt, are you okay okay if I at least guide us through some of the other things that may have happened last week? I want nothing more than for you to guide me. Thank you. I will be your guide. Kurt, one thing I think everybody should be talking about that's the biggest story from last week, by far, the worst game that could have happened, the worst execution, just the most dreadful performance on a football field – it, w- it was the Colts. I-, I don't think there's literally any other answer you could say last week about bad execution or a bad ending to a game. I think it was the Colts. Kurt, I'm just gonna throw this out there. The Colt the Colts were up 33 to nothing over the Vikings. Uh, I remember watching that game. I think that was the last day of Finals, so we had it on while we were doing stuff. And I kept seeing the score go up for the Colts and I was like, huh? I was like, this is I was like, this is a joke um jonathan taylor also like hurt his ankle and he wasn't even really playing so like he goes down with injury and then it's just it's halftime and it's 33 to nothing and i was like huh this is very strange and kurt wouldn't you know it the colts in absolute hilarious fashion they not only don't score uh again they score sorry they score three more points the rest of the game kurt but they blow the biggest lead in NFL history and end up losing 39 to 36 in overtime in a game they could have won many times. They should have won many times. And Kurt, guess who's, uh, guess who's that quarterback for the good old Colts? Hmm, was it, did it happen to be the guy who blew the 28 to 3 lead as a member of the Falcons? So, on one hand, he, no, he might hear 28 to 3 less. But on the other hand, he now gets to hear both of these more because that is a tough guy to be, to be the author or the uh, I, the victim. I don't know. Or I don't know what you really are going to call him. I guess the, the man suffering from the worst two blown leads in NFL history, the protagonist, um, the protagonist. There you go. Uh, Matt Ryan, our boy. So his wife actually had a funny tweet about maybe some stuff we don't have to talk about. But she was like, wow, crazy stuff on NFL Sunday makes you really forget anything that happened yesterday. That's kind of... I'm, we're doing the opposite to her right now, so... That, yeah, what She understands. We're remembering Saturday, okay? So... Yeah, we're remembering Bruno, Saturday. It, Kurt, but... Yeah, you know, Kurt, I was going to ask that. You have any... I mean, again, I I'm, I, draw, I dragged that out a little bit, but it is funny that the Colts lost after being up 33 nothing. Do you have any thoughts on this game, or is it just fun to laugh at the Colts?
1: It is fun to laugh at the Colts, but it... My takeaway is not about the Colts blowing this lead. Hmm. It's... I still think the Vikings are frauds. Oh. I... Don't get me wrong; that Colts defense is pretty good, but I just don't, I don't believe in the Vikings at all. I don't believe in Kirk Cousins. I don't believe in in the operation that they have going on there. So it is what it is. Bruno, as this game was going on, um, when the Colts got up, I think it was like twenty seven to nothing or twenty six nothing at the time. Um, my brother, Connor, 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 right here, texted Shout me, up. and he goes, "Quote." gonna be fucking hilarious when the vikings come back to win this game
0: (laughs) oh damn and i said
1: and i said yeah right i'm taking a nap and i i went to go take said nap woke up and it was like a a one possession game and i was like my my oh shit holy fuck he goes "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm And, Give the... and then the Vikings won, and he just sends me the thumbs up emoji. That's oh my god, ruthless! Oh my god, <laughs> that, that,
0: that is some fucking alpha shit if I've ever seen any. So, damn. I mean, uh, first of all, respect to Connor. Shout out the the fields. The fields do be knowing what they're talking about. The so, fields you know. do be predicting. They do, they, that, you know, that is a a deep rooted thing that the fields do. Uh, But yeah, Kurt, I, again, if you're going the fact, like, again, impressive, the Vikings came back, but if you're just going down to the Colts 33, nothing, that's all you can't overlook that as a concern. So uh, agree, agree there, Kurt, a potentially different concern for not one of these two teams, but for another team, the, the Dallas Cowboys Uh, at one point they were blowing teams out left and right this year. And now we have them last week. Losing 40-34 to 34 in overtime to the Jacksonville Jaguars? Hmm, that's an interesting result, especially also considering that the way it happened was that Dak Prescott picked six in overtime. Hmm, mighty, oh. mighty interesting, especially when theoretically, potentially, not saying it was going to happen, but if the Cowboys had won this game, the NFC East would be looking a little tighter because Jalen Hurts is now out with like a shoulder thing, though supposedly he's fine, and you know, if it was the Super Bowl, he would have played and all this sort of stuff this week, but he's out this week, so hmm, very interesting for the Cowboys, Kurt. One thing that literally rocked me to my core, and I, I hope we can have a, a a hearty laugh about this and hopefully it happens. So the Jaguars, right? They are currently, they are seven and seven. so Sorry, seven and eight. Above them in the division is the Titans at seven and seven. At one point we were all acting like this is the Titans divisions to lose. The Jaguars have one more game because they just played last night. The Titans will be playing this week. Even if the Titans win this week, right? It does not matter what happens in the Titans game this week if the Jaguars win their last two games, they win the division, Kurt, and they will be the four seed in the AFC, and they will be hosting a first-round playoff game, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Kurt. Oh, huh? Bruno, this
1: might be a surprise to some, <laughs> and it is even a surprise to me, but a certain fella on this pod yeah. did predict did. they would finish second in the AFC South. That might have <laughs> That's been too where low. where they are right
0: now. That might have been too low. Damn. And, well, I, you know, taking a look, two of your three... Two of your three predictions are probably going to happen. Oh,
1: like um, nailed.
0: I only—I think I only have one of mine. I have Brady and the lose losing the first round and Tom Brady retires. Well, I guess if that's a combo deal, Tom Brady's not going to retire. So I guess that can't even happen. So, yeah, Kurt, your predictions are looking pretty good. But the Jaguars... This is crazy. I mean, we had all talked about how Trevor Lawrence, very high draft pick, he basically he was put into the Hall of Fame before he was even drafted. Then he had the Urban Meyer experience. Then Dougie P comes in, and we're all like, okay, he's got to show us something. He's been really playing really, really well done this last stretch for the Jaguars, and they are playing good. Like, finally, their young pieces are starting to come together. They are playing well. They're putting it together. It's a great win over the Cowboys. Even if you can argue the Cowboys, you know, maybe we're overlooking them or whatever you want to argue, right? Great win for the Jaguars. However, Kurt. It's almost coming together a little too cleanly, and I'll tell you why. The last two games for the Jaguars are the Texans, who suck, obviously, and then the Titans, who just have Ryan Tannehill out for the year, and now Malik Willis is starting. That seems like it's a little too easy, and why I say that is because it would be very Jaguars to have this, like, not handed to them, but it's like you give them two really easy games to win, and they just don't do that. So I'm trying not to get too excited, but maybe these aren't, these aren't those Jaguars anymore. They're these Jaguars, and these Jaguars maybe can go two and zero and win the division.
1: Yeah, they're not those. They're these, and these are jagging off into the playoffs. So <laughs> they're they're gonna win the division. Put some put some on their name. Reto pecked. Okay, um, let's talk. Okay, yeah, obviously, though the win against the Cowboys was massive for them.
0: Are you worried about the Cowboys at all? I mean, yes, Kurt. I'm not going to lie. Yes. I, again, I'm not like they're not going to make the playoffs. I think they already clinched, right? So they're going to make the playoffs. But again, like you want to be playing your best football near the end of the season, right? Like that's what they always say. Unless you're like the one season you rest a couple guys, right? Like whatever. That happens sometimes. Like, like the last old Patriots. Week... Like the Patriots used to right. be. Right. Yeah. Yes. Those Patriots. Not these Patriots. Right. Uh, which we'll get to. Um, the last two weeks for the Cowboys. Um, kind of the last three weeks. Three weeks ago, they put up 54 against the Colts, but that game was close into the fourth quarter. Two weeks ago, they played the Texans and needed a last-second touchdown drive to win. And then last week, again, they lose to the Jaguars. So, again, that's not exactly murderer's row. Sure, the Jaguars, I think, are good, but Colts, Texans, Jaguars, not exactly like the top three teams in the NFL. They're, again, they're going into this Eagles matchup. Eagles don't even have Jalen Hurts. They're playing Gardner Minshew. If the Cowboys either lose to the Eagles with Gardner Minshew or just look horrible against the Eagles... That's that's concerning because, again, like, you know, maybe you can struggle against the Colts and Texans and win, but if you're going into the playoffs, like, well, I don't want to say they won't win a game in the playoffs. They they could end up playing – who would they play in the first – well, the Cowboys would be the fifth seed, so they'd play the fourth seed. So I guess they'd play the Bucks or Panthers or whoever wins the South. Here, so that's probably yeah, – here's, here's, here's
1: where I am with the with the Cowboys, okay? Number one, right. I think they have a, one of the best rosters – In the NFC. Number two, I don't believe in Dak Prescott. So he needs to figure it out. And he will take, however far the Cowboys go is however far Dak Prescott takes them. That's where I'm at with that. Number three, the Panamanian pal that is my uncle. Oh, Oh, wait, yeah, I forgot. We have an expert. Why are you asking me, Kurt? (laughs) We have a savant. Okay, so after the last second touchdown to beat the Texans, he goes, won't matter they're losing next week to the Jaguars. He knew. Oh, my God. He knew. But I said, yeah, right again. And he goes, then they'll follow it up by beating the Eagles the next week. He So he, mm. he is a believer in that they will beat the Eagles this week. And that was before he even knew Jalen Hurts was going to be
0: out. Mm. The Panamanian pal is rock solid when it comes to his Cowboys. Okay. So, Kurt, I think I've decided, because clearly I'm an idiot. We already knew that. I think instead of consulting anything I have to say for the Cowboys, we should just We should just get all of our Cowboys info and predictions from the Panamanian pal. I also love that name, first of all. But yes, he should supply all of our Cowboys takes. I will call him next week and we will will chat. Done. Perfect. Deal. So, yep, we'll we'll see what he has to say about the Cowboys. Sorry, did you have one more thing about the
1: Cowboys? No, I just, again, the NFC is so wide open, Bruno. The Cowboys could be a team that makes it to the Super Bowl. They could be a team that loses in the first round.
0: That's very true. I don't lie. He, he, yeah, he, he isn't lying, folks. And honestly, it's kind of more exciting that way. It's, you know, obviously as a Patriots fan, we're used to like, obviously the Patriots are going to always win. And that was fun. If it's your team, it's fun. But if you're not, if it's, you know, your neutral party, it is very fun when it's wide open. So about like, we will see. Think
1: about like Alabama in college football. Like, right. I actively right. root against Alabama. Right. I And I've said right. this for years. I understand. Why people hated the Patriots. It is it's fun to root against those kind of teams. But when it's your team that has this prolonged success, it's fun. Right.
0: Of course. So yeah, of course. No, no. I'm with you on that one. Um, and you know, shout out Alabama, not in the uh not in the playoffs. So we got what we wanted this year. Um, Kurt, speaking of wide open NFC teams, our last kind of non-patriots point here. Uh just thought that we'd shout out the 49ers, man. Brock Purdy and the 49ers, they last week, uh, I think it was Thursday night last week, they go on the road to Seattle again not that Seattle's uh, their same team of old but you know they are one of the hardest road or hardest teams to play in C- in like uh hardest home teams to play that you can play in the NFL they that's why they call them their 12th man they go in there and Brock Purdy does the damn thing uh 21 to 13 victory for the 49ers that wins them the NFC West in a in a season where the Seahawks are 7 and 7 I I want to say at some point they were like 5 and 1 or 6 and 2 I forget what they it were, was but we were basically like
1: They were 6 and three in london against the bucks
0: right and we were basically like this is their division to lose because uh obviously the trade lands at the start of the season for the 49ers and then you know the 49ers have come on recently (laughs) but at the start of the season they weren't this wagon that they are right now so good for the 49ers doing it uh on the back of brock purdy well i wouldn't say on the back of but he's he's been their starting quarterback for this run Um, And, Kurt, he's making the right plays. He's not turning the ball over. Obviously, the 49ers have an elite defense. So, first of all, shout out to the 49ers. Just thought I'd say that. Second of all, Kurt, my question for you, again, it's impossible to know, especially with quarterbacks like this, but how serious of a contender right now do you see the 49ers as in this wide-open NFC that we just talked about? I
1: would say,
0: huh, okay. Here's what I'll say. Okay.
1: I think they have as good of a chance as anybody to come out of the NFC. I think the Eagles have a I think the Eagles have a better team. It just is almost too obvious that it'll be the Eagles. And in a season where it's just been anything but obvious, I just don't feel good about picking the Eagles. Like Bruno, if you were to ask me which team is coming out of the NFC to represent that conference in the Super Bowl, I'm sticking with what I said six weeks ago. It's the 49ers. I believe in Brock Purdy. I believe in Kyle Shanahan, which I know I probably shouldn't do, but I believe in elite defenses. I believe in a run game. I believe in Christian McCaffrey. I mean, Bruno, like I said, like I, to me, it is the Eagles. It is them. It is the Cowboys, and no one else in the NFC. I think is gonna make a run. I don't. I mean, is it possible? Sure, but I I wouldn't say it's probable. I think it's probable one of those three teams represents the NFC in the Super Bowl. Gun to your head, hypothetically, of
0: course, who are you taking out of the NFC to the Super Bowl? Kurt, I have been against the Eagles all year. Um, I remember, I think in our preseason, uh, or like our... our before week one when we did our predictions you were saying along with your hertz is going to be in the mvp category prediction you were also predicting the eagles to be good and i was like kurt that's fucking stupid there's no way the eagles are going to be that good so i've been against the eagles the whole year and kurt i ain't changing now 49ers baby all the way listen i don't believe in the vikings for a second as you said earlier i don't believe really in the cowboys that much again we'll have to consult your pal kurt i will say and this is a big big if my prediction is only if the Lions don't make the playoffs. If the Lions make the playoffs, Kurt, Lions, Super Bowl. <laughs> oh Heard it here first. <laughs> uh, Bruno, and to be tr- and just to be totally transparent with you,
1: I would love nothing more than to have grit represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. That would be electric. Right.
0: Electric Avenue, if you will. We're going to rock down, um, too. <laughs> electric Avenue. Yeah, we are. Then it will take you higher. Um, but, yeah, so ho- ho- I'm obviously, you know – somewhat joking the Lions have some work to do I hope they make the playoffs but again Lions out of it and that part out of it if we get a 49ers Eagles NFC championship that would be incredible I really hope it comes because like those are the probably the two best teams at this point so if that's what it comes down to in the AFC or the NFC championship that would be incredible so that's kind of what I'm hundo P
1: and again I'll say it again Brock Purdy he's got it he's something about him he I don't think he's going to be a one-hit wonder
0: and what's crazy is trailing it's coming back so you know that's a great point like Kurt at what point do you think it – say, again, let's not go crazy here, but if Brock Purdy wins the 49ers of the Super Bowl, do you go to Trey Lance next year? Like, can you? <laughs> I don't, I don't. What if he leads you to the Super Bowl and loses, like Jimmy G? Or what if he, what if he leads you to the NFC Championship? Like, where's he the line? Takes you to the, like-
1: I, I think even if he takes the Super Bowl and loses, it's still Trey Lance's team,
0: which oh. is crazy.
1: Crazy. Yeah. But, like, Bruno, like, here's my thing, right? Say Brock Purdy, they go on a run, they make the NFC Championship game, they lose a close game to the Eagles, or they lose a close game to Dallas, something. Yep. Trey Lance is back next year. Does San Francisco hold on to Brock Purdy, or do they try to go out and they try to... Like, think about Brock Osweiler. Remember him? He signed that lucrative deal with Houston, (laughs) and he sucked. It was horrible. So, again, is this a a flash in the pan of six games for Brock Purdy that's good? Or is it like... Is he sustainable? I think again. I'm the guy who said Zach Wilson was the best quarterback in last year's draft class. <laughs> Hilarious.
0: I think. He, I think that. I think Brock Purdy has. He's got the makeup. So who knows? And you know what? To your point, Kurt, as well. You can also make a point, and I know it's easy to say this, but like you can also make a point that you could probably put other quarterbacks in for the 49ers right now, and they would be doing the same, if not better. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you could put it's, in. It's such a quarterback friendly offense. Right. So again, not taking away from Brock Purdy. Cause again, he still has to make the throws, make the right decisions, you know, be calm, cool and collected. He still has to do all those things and he is doing those, but it is fair to say that again, if you put Trey Lance in, it's not like the team disappears around him. Like they'd still be the 49ers. And then maybe if they believe in Trey Lance, you'd be doing Trey Lance. Things. And you, you bring up a good
1: point about other quarterbacks being in that system and probably succeeding. You know who I feel b- most bad for in the whole thing? Oh god. Who? Mac Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that's where we were. We had to get there eventually, Curtin. here we are. No, because remember before like the draft, yeah. it was like like the like Kyle Shanahan yeah. wants Mac Jones and yep. the, the Powers oh. at B want Trey Lance. If yep. Mac Jones is the quarterback at the San Francisco 49ers, they're winning the Super Bowl. Damn. Damn. That's the statement. But Mac Jones doesn't quarterback them. He quarterbacks in the uh. Patriots who aren't even gonna make the playoffs. So Bruno, um <laughs> it's is it time, Kurt? Yeah, it's time. It's time. Okay. It's like if we have to. So Bruno, it, sheet. yeah, she it is one way to put sheet. it. Um, oh god. So let's discuss why the Patriots won't be making the playoffs this year, Bruno. They currently sit well. Well, no, shut your mouth.
0: Mathematically eliminated? No.
1: <laughs> you're not mathematically eliminated. We are not
0: math guys. No, I, know, Therefore, I know We will not do that.
1: You're
0: yeah, you're right. You're right, you're, Bruno, Kurt, Kurt. You're right. You're right.
1: Okay, so. The Patriots lost the second game of their West Coast trip <sighs> by oh, <shit>. inexplicably, unexpectedly—I <laughs> don't have any more lees to go off of that—but uh, losing to the Vegas Raiders 30-24 to in a game that will probably be one of the most talked about football games in NFL history. Oh, God. For all the wrong reasons, if you're a Patriots fan. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bruno? So, how do I want to go about this? First, I'm going to make this about me, because it's that's what I'm best
0: at. <laughs> occurs, your pod, so fuck it.
1: So, Bruno, as I think I told yeah. the people and you on the Pick 6 last week, I was at a football banquet during, oh, the, oh, right. during this event that is Patriots Raiders. So, I had it all set up, fully charged phone, had the Fox app downloaded, logged into my parents' Cox subscription, game was ready to rock and roll. Okay, we get to the Brass Rail, whatever the fuck it's called, in Southwick, Massachusetts. Oh, no reception. Oh my god.
0: Oh god. I'll
1: get on the Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi was down. Oh god. No Wi-Fi. No, 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 anything. But all I see, like. In a room, two rooms over, through the bar, I see a TV. And it's Patriots Raiders. And I'm like – I obviously can't be rude and, like, get up the entire time and go check. But let's just say I went to the bathroom, hypothetically, (laughs) times, okay, during the banquet. But uh, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of the game.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Yeah. So I'm – and I couldn't get updates on my phone. I couldn't get anything.
0: Oh, no, Kurt. Where – okay, so – Okay, keep going. Keep going. I was in the Dark Ages. Okay,
1: so basically, I go, one of the times I'm going to the bathroom was the sequence going to, again for the people who can't see yep. me. Yep. Quotes. I'm not actually pooping. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm watching the game. Um, yeah. So it's the sequence that is the Patriots are down three uh, nothing, but the Patriots are had a, apparently had a good drive, drove all the way down the field, and it's uh, a touchdown to Jacoby Myers. On on third down, Mac hits Jacoby Myers for a touchdown and we're all happy. And I saw I saw it. I was like, again, muted, no, no volume on the TV. So I see the touchdown to Jacoby. I actually go into the bathroom to pee, and I come back out and it still says three nothing. Raiders. I'm like, what happened? Why are we still on offense? And then I'm seeing that Bill Belichick called timeout right before the snap. They didn't blow the whistle in time. The Patriots run the play. Touchdown to Jacoby Myers. Wiped off the board. Well, the Patriots go for it on fourth down. And Bruno, Mac Jones is in such a hurry that uh, he doesn't wait for John o. Smith to get lined up appropriately. Tries to quarterback sneak it. And no bueno. No bueno. They uh, Even though Mac got in, it was a, a legal shift. Five-yard penalty to kick the field goal. Now before that too, Mac Jones on second down missed a wide open Johnu Smith on a little out route in the end zone. So the whole sequence of the missed the missed pass to Johnu Smith, the actual pass to Jacoby Myers, it doesn't count, the incompletion Nelson Aguilar, and then the the fucked up quarterback sneak just set the tone for the rest of this game. So the Pages yep. kick the field goal and then make it three to three. Again, the next time I come back out, Bruno to to oh, go no. to the bathroom. It's ten to three, Raiders. But I watched the Patriots go three and out, and then uh, have, a punt, <laughs> have a punt blocked because yep. uh, they inexplicably again no Patriots moved. Like the snap happened, no one moved, and the punter was screwed. Um, and so, obviously, 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 that turns into a touchdown on a sick, disgusting throw from Derek Carr to like Mac Hollins. I think it was uh, to make right. it seventeen to three at the half. Bruno, I made a scene. I made a scene. I was scre- oh, I was God. pissed. I'm uh, the the swears. I'm like this is a this is a must win game, Bruno. Again, yeah. I don't have to tell you we're not math guys, but math here says if the Patriots <laughs> won that game, they have like a sixty eight percent chance of making the playoffs. With a loss, it's yeah. down to like the teens. Okay, so I'm like this is a must win game, and I'm seeing like I, I I again no reception. But basically, I saw one tweet because I have my notifications on for when Tommy Curran tweets, um, right. and it was like seven, 17 to three. The Raiders obviously blow the most touch two touchdown leads in, in in sports. Basically, so the game is in the game is you know, is it a place you want to be? No. But in a, in a second half that you got to leave it all on the line, like it, it's a good thing you're playing the Raiders. So Bruno, I'm checking back in constantly. I'm, co- I'm constantly checking back in. Patriots put together a pretty nice little second half there, especially especially defensively tell me what you saw early on defensively in the second half it was like because Bruno again the defense was kind of hung out to dry a little bit in that first half um they weren't bad necessarily but they were put in a really tough spot at the end of the half with the punt block so 17 points in the first half it's like eh, not great but not all their fault the second half they started with a they have a pick six five um straight punts that they forced from the Raiders so what did you see from actually watching the game the defense has started to ball huh
0: Yeah, Kurt, it felt like we went into halftime, and they kind of said at halftime what you just said, where it's like, this is it. This could be our season. We need to win this game. I mean, obviously, every game is we're pretty much in win. We need to win every game, pretty much. But, like, again, it was like, we're playing the Raiders. It's a winnable game. Get your shit together. Obviously, we're not going to have a uh, blocked punt like that every single time. So, like, on on the drives where we're in good position, as you said, it honestly just felt like in the second half, like, we... The effort was there. You know what I mean? And, like, there have been times this year where you haven't always seen that. There have been games where we've had split halves where it's been inconsistent. Um, But this game, whether it was, like, Juwan Bentley or even Judon getting into it, like, there were guys flying around making plays. The It could have also been a little bit of the classic Raiders. Like, I feel like they always do this in their games where they have, like, a great – like, how many times have we seen, like, Devonta Adams – 10 catches, 150 yards, and a touchdown the first half, and then it's, like, one catch for three yards in the second half. So, like, maybe there's a little bit of that, too. But the defense was like, all right, like, let's give ourselves a chance to win this game that we absolutely need to win if we want to have any decent odds to make the playoffs. And so they 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 did what they could when things were in their control. And as we saw in the end of the game, it wasn't always in the defense's control. Correct.
1: And, you know, here's what I'll say, too. All right? Like, with their back against the wall, a defense stepped up. So it shouldn't be that against one of the worst defenses in the NFL that you are going to need your defense to score a touchdown just for you to be in the game. So the Patriots offense going against that horrible, horrible, horrible Vegas defense still needs needed the New England defense to score just to get back in the game. So a unbelievable pick six by Kyle Duggar gets it to 17-10, and then Bruno, I don't remember um, I don't know if you have the game in front of you. How did we tie it up at seventeen? Was it a was it a, um
0: how did that transpire? Do you have that in front of you? We so <clears throat> excuse me, pick six and then we hit two field goals and it was 17-16 Raiders, and then we had we yeah, I don't know if you want to get this far, but then fourth with three minutes left Ramondre took the lead. Yeah, no,
1: that's perfect. So Ramondre okay. okay. I'm gonna two two parter here for the offense. Okay. Yep. So again, the Patriots offense need the defense to score just to be in the game. Schematically, this team is fucked. Like the Patriots nothing makes sense. Um there are, the issues with the play calling has been well documented at this point, would you say? Yeah, uh you you could say. <laughs> but this I think went beyond Xs and Os. Like the offense was bad. Now yeah, having Connor McDermott at right tackle is certainly not a good thing. Uh he didn't play well in this game, but more importantly, Bruno Mac Jones sucked in this game. And I'm I am a Mac Jones apologist. I I think Mac is the future for the Patriots at quarterback. I like the kid. I I really do. I'm rooting for him. He was horrendous in a must-win game against a bad defense. Mac Jones had the arguably the worst game of his career 13 of 31 for 112 yards and no touchdowns. I don't think. No touchdowns. No, no touchdowns. What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it, Kurt, I think that's one of those things too where you said it best. We shouldn't need a superhuman performance from our defense to win every game, because I feel like this is what always what we kind of say, especially against the Raiders. And if we are playing the Raiders, who don't even really have that good of a defense, to go 13 for 31, 112. And on top of that, this goes back to something we talked about earlier in the season. The thing that really, like, I don't know if it was just me paying attention to it this game more, or it was him doing it more, but the constant, like getting upset and yelling at midfield and doing all that stuff like when you're in the middle of a 13 for 31 112 game yard game and he's doing all that it was just it added up to like just the, the most unpleasant sight you possibly could have seen especially because like you said this was a game we should have won yeah
1: he's just kind of a whiny bitch and that's what he's become this year and don't get me wrong i can't imagine going to work every day and having to listen to Matt patricia i've said that <laughs> but like at some point you're a leader you're captain right your teammates look up to you Cut the, right. cut the shit and be a leader, like perform. Right. So Bruno, I don't like Chris Gasper, the reporter for the globe. I can't stand him. Truthfully, yeah, I, I know him, but, um, yeah. but he had a tweet that I, I just, I need to, I need to tell you. Okay. It is shocking how ineffective the Patriots passing game was against the Raiders. This is a Raiders team who made Baker Mayfield look like Joe Montana with two days of prep entering oh, today well, this was obviously from last week entering today's game yeah. vegas opposing passers had completed 70.7% of passes with 21 touchdowns and four interceptions and had a 103.4 qbr rating that's what quarterbacks did against vegas this year mac jones was 13 to 31 a career worst 41.49 completion percentage for 112 yards and zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, passer rating of 49.1. It's hard to fathom. Certainly, Josh McDaniels had some inside knowledge on Mac. That helps. But the Patriots passing attack is schematically inept.
0: Mm.
1: Not to mention, too, Bruno, the Vegas Raiders had given up 35 straight touchdowns on goal to go situations. So that if someone had the ball
0: oh my first
1: and goal, inside the 10 35 straight times defenses have scored touchdowns Patriots get in there the first time nope field goal like it's yeah. it's laughable at this point it's laughable
0: yeah and I as I remember watching the game as soon as I saw that graphic come on the screen I was like no because I knew I knew as soon as they said it out loud and as soon as they saw the graphic it would be the classic oh the Patriots are going to be a team that got it and again kind of did we score there i guess if bill doesn't call that out, we kind of do but your point about being schematically or chris gasper's point or whoever's point about being just skin schem- schematically inept on offense was so true and it was just so brutal to just watch it unfold against of all teams the raiders all correct guys. so bruno all we've talked about is bad things right Oh, like, is there any good on the other side of this? Girl? Well,
1: not really, but dude, so we're talking all this ridiculous shit here. With three minutes and 43 seconds to go in the game, the Patriots went ahead 24-17. to We did. Ramondre Stevenson had a 34-yard touchdown run. Mac Jones hit Jacoby Myers for a two-point conversion, and all of a sudden, it's 24-17. Now, again, the defense had been balling, so like you're feeling pretty good. Bruno, in this game, Ramondre Stevenson, 19 carries for 172 yards and a touchdown on a bummed ankle so yeah we'll obviously get to the play at the end of the game but what Ramondre Stevenson did can't be overstated this this man all year has he's been him and Jacoby Myers have been the lone bright spots of your team what do you think of Andre this week
0: Oh, he was absolute beast mode. I mean, coming into this game, we were nervous because last week we got a heavy dose of what? Pierre Strong and uh, Kevin what's Harris. The guy's name? Kevin Harris. Right. And again, like, you know, they played admirably given the circumstances, but it's also fair to say neither of them are Ramondre. He was just balling out. And again, we it's so he's so easy to root for. He just he, he I feel like he makes the right reads. He always gets the yards after contact. It's like it's so fun to watch him play. And again, you made the point. All week we had heard about his ankle and he comes out and here does that on that ankle. I mean, it's crazy that we like he was even able to do all that. So, Kurt, I completely agree with you. We highlighted a lot of bad. Not only does Ramondre play ball well game, he gives us the lead at 24-17. And at this point, Kurt, I thought we had fully turned the corner because the Raiders had not scored since the first half. The Patriots defense had been balling out. We had seemingly finally been like, okay, you know, the, they had us in the first half, not going to lie. And then we it was seemingly done. And honestly, Kurt, we'll get to what happened next, but like that should have been it. At 24 17, that was like that. We we had completed our comeback. We had put our stamp on this game. We were saying it wasn't going to be pretty. We were going to get this win. That's what it felt like with three minutes and 43 seconds.
1: So left. here we go. We're going to talk about the defense here and why it wasn't safe at 24 17. But Bruno, one last thing on Mondre. Okay. So his season stats. He's rushed 183 times for 914 yards. He has five touchdowns. He averages five yards a carry. Okay. So Bruno, I said again, he had 914 yards this year so far. Pretty good. With three games to go. Bruno, of his 914 yards, this, this had to be looked up twice. Oh. 720 of them have come after contact. What? 79%, what 79% what of fuck? his yards have come after he's been hit. This man's a truck. The man's a fucking freight train. He's a tank. Oh, my God. That
0: That is an absurd
1: percentage. That is first, like, that is first the in fuck? the NFL by, like, almost 200 yards. Oh, my God. Sheesh. I can't even I can't even I can't even begin to explain. Like wh- how insane that and how bad the offensive line is. Like that shows
0: a couple Wait, things. And I was going to say like again that just goes to show that it, it like sometimes when running backs play well like I'm thinking of those like Cowboys offensive lines in recent years or whoever as you can be like okay the the offensive lines just open up big holes they just run really fast with the holes and they get lots of yards right like that is fair to say in some years I don't think you could be saying that this year about Monterey I think he's pretty much uh you know how they you say it's not uh it's not it's earned not given I think he's earned every single one of those 914 yards himself
1: oh I wholeheartedly agree with you um so yeah again we're up a touchdown with three minutes to go in the game. And like we said, the defense is balling, balling. Bruno, we get Vegas into a fourth and 10 Mm -hmm. and we just, we play 13 yards off the ball and they hit Mm -hmm. an 11 yard comeback. Why, why are we playing soft? Our old boss, Anthony's favorite defense. No, seriously. And it's true that the Patriots, so the Patriots were awesome the entire second half. And don't get me wrong. I've, I fully understand, like, they have Devontae Adams over there. You can't get beat to, um, you know, you can't get beat on something where you're playing press coverage. Like, how the Raiders lost to Baker Mayfield, you can't play press coverage and get beat. So, you play a little soft, but on fourth down, one stop, we're going home. Like, and it was Mac Hollins who had the reception. Like it's not like so. Yeah, if you want to play soft on Devontae with help over the top, fine. Why are why are we not why are we not a little closer to Mac Hollins? You know what I'm saying? So Marcus Jones yeah. got picked on there the last couple drive, but again, it wasn't like he was picked on because it was bad coverage. He was picked on because of the coverage that was they were playing. So I don't think that was a good look yeah. at all. Um, the Raiders start to march down the field, and Bruno with. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many seconds it was. Let's see here. Like 30? Yeah. Um, sorry, I have my Ramondre stuff still up. Uh, 32 seconds. Keyleth yeah. 30-yard touchdown pass from Derek Carr.
0: Or was it? It was simply was not. And I don't care what you want to say about this game. That wasn't a touchdown. I don't care. Right. And do we know if the Raiders
1: would have scored after that? No. We have no idea. But – it was second and 10. So if that's incomplete, it's now third and 10. The Raiders have no timeouts. It's only 30 seconds to go in the game. You know, if they get tackled once in bounds, you don't know how it might look way different. So it was just a, it was a colossal misjudgment by the officials after replay. And you know, the excuse, the pool reporter talking to the officials after the game is like, there was inconclusive evidence Oh sure. How was the closest camera angle we have like fifty yards away up in the sky? Like it, Bill Belichick's been asking for pylon cams for years. Uh, clearly, Bruno, it was it wasn't even close. This man was his left foot came down inbounds. His right foot is clearly no, sorry, other way around. The way. Left foot is clearly out of bounds. Right. I don't. I don't know how we get it wrong after replay and the replay took forever. It took forever. I was like, okay, like it's not going to be a good thing. If this is taking this. Right. Right. So sure as shit. Touchdown. Bruno. It was 24,
0: 23. I had convinced myself the Raiders were going to go for two. I, yep. I was like Josh McDaniels, a chance to beat bill. I fully thought they were. So they didn't, they
1: kicked. They wanted OT. Yep. Turns out we wanted OT. Or did we? But some people didn't really <laughs> get the memo. So the Patriots do end up hitting a <sighs> hit like a pass like it's like the forty-five yard line. Right. So you only have fifty-five yards to go to the end zone. And rather than Bill Belichick allowing uh Mac Jones to throw a Hail Mary, he decides to hand the ball off to Ramondre, who, you know, gets a decent game. And then out of nowhere. Laterals the ball to Jacoby. And then Jacoby, again, it's just, it's the dumbest play in NFL history. He throws the ball 30 yards backwards towards Mac Jones, where Chandler Jones is just standing. He's camping. Yeah. He's camping. camping. He's camping. The c- people who play Cod or, or, or anything. Yep. That's what I'm thinking. No, of. <laughs> he's camping. I, the spawn area. He's, he's camping. camping. He's spawn camping. Yeah. He camping yeah. him. <laughs> well, it worked for Chandler Jones because yeah. he caught Jacoby <sighs> Myers, 30 yard pass. Mac Jones got put into God's earth by a rude stiff arm by Chandler Jones. And the Raiders walked off with the most jaw dropping win. You'll see this season. It again it I'm comfortable saying it has surpassed the butt fumble in terms of worst plays
0: in NFL history Kurt it was so bad for so many reasons and you said it like not only were we not even losing like again if we were already losing then it's like okay like dumb play but it's like we had to try something because we were losing we the game was simply tied we were simply not losing at that point so not only that on second thought again Jacob Myers you're a wide receiver. I don't care if you have any background in throwing, but like like jumping off one leg, fade away, throwing passes for a lateral, like in what world was that in, in your bag of tricks, my guy? Like that is not, <laughs> that's not what anyone teaches you. Nonetheless, the Patriots, at least I hope that's not what they were teaching you. So there's that. And then on top of that, Kurt, it's not Mac Jones's fault for this play. It's not his fault. He didn't have a good game. It's not his fault. But my guy, his tackle attempt might have been the most pathetic tackle attempt I've ever. He just crumpled into like a snail shell and just got stepped Jason, on. Like it was the worst attempt I've ever. Jason
1: seen. Street from Friday Night Lights would have tackled him. I can tell you, have <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, no, uh, that that it that, was bad. That so put Mac Jones, like, and here's like the way I try to think about it. Like, say that happened, and Stephon Diggs threw the ball back to Josh Allen. Josh Allen's going to truck stick. oh my god yeah mac jones got his his thong is still at midfield because bruno that was just it was a it was the most porous attempt at a tackle you'll ever see it
0: was bad and again like i'm not blaming like the play with that was mostly on i mean again you can argue it was kind of on Ramondre for starting the lateral train in the first place i've heard some of that this week obviously myers again it's hard to say anything like heat that was like the worst decision you could make. So again, like you could, those are the people. But again, like it's hard for you to see what happened. And like, if he had just tripped Chandler Jones, we it'd be going over. You know what right. I mean? But he just crumpled up into. It was. Bad. I don't want to harp on it, but it was. Every time I see the replay, I just get sick watching Chandler Jones. And he literally did the AI. He like stepped. He stiff farm him and stepped over him and just strutted into the end zone. Of course, as a former Patriot, it, it was so it, Kurt. And like again, it was. It was truly was jaw drop. My
1: thing here, right, is okay. Jacoby has the ball now. (sighs) Even if you see Mac Jones wide open, 30 yards backwards, what good does Mac (laughs) Jones having the ball do for you in that situation? He ain't scoring. (laughs) Certainly not. He's not going to (laughs) run. Certainly not. It just, it's insane. And Bruno, it just comes down to this for me. Okay. Situational awareness Not shooting yourself in the foot, capitalizing on other teams' mistakes used to be how Bill Belichick Patriot teams won football games. But now we are on the flip side of that. We are the team that we used to make fun of, and it's it's a sad
0: reality. Yeah. And Kurt, this is something that we've kind of been slowly building to all year. Like, we've, the penalties this year have been like literally out of control. The situations where we're like not going out of bounds or like making dumb decisions and that have been like slowly building up and up. And it just culminated, Kurt, in, like you said, this, this was like the worst, I don't know what you want to label it. The dumbest play, the worst play, the worst ending, the worst decision, all of the above, any of those things. It just culminated in like such a like, deserving way for us to go out not necessarily us as fans but the Patriots team because sure they've done some good things this year they've had some moments they've had some times when they've done some positive things but like again we we've been doing this sort of thing all year it's only right that we just it happens to in the most brutal of fashions come back in and, and uh and bite us in the butt because again this isn't new Belichick coaches this every year and I'm sure he's been getting on the guys to not let this happen and yet week after week it just continues happening which is crazy and like
1: it was a must win game uh that's yeah. where i'm lost it's yep. like your season's on the line and that's what we're trying to do again just the whole, but again it shouldn't have even gotten to that point a the officials b our offense just being inept in right. the first half it the Patriots had no business losing this game. No business. And shame on them for doing so. Um, and it's led them here. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. They're currently in eighth place in the AFC. Uh, and Bruno, realistically, now with like an 18% chance of making the playoffs, they realistically have to beat the Bengals at home, the Dolphins at home, and go on the road and beat the Bills. Like, let's call a spade a spade. It's, it's not happening. It's not happening. But here's where I'm going to go with this, okay? Here's my takeaway here. Okay. Even though you are still mathematically in the conversation, odds are stacked against you. Okay? that That's fair. I not even want. I need to see them go down swinging. Like, no more... 12 screen passes a game. No more prevent defense like balls to the wall. Like either this is going to be great or we're going to, or it's going to blow up in our face, but go down swinging. If it means Mac Jones having to hold on to the ball a little bit longer and then going deep fine. But Bruno, it can't be, it can't be 13 to 31 for 112 yards. You're an NFL quarterback. And I know the line didn't protect. I know the Raiders got home with three guys, but like you have to go down swinging. Give yourself a chance, you know? What do you think
0: of that? Kurt, here's exactly what I have to think about that. and let me let me tell you the story and I'll get to exactly what you said. Sunday night, this shit happens, my jaws on the floor. I'm with my two two of my best friends watching back home in Massachusetts. We decide to go see the new Avatar movie. I was like I can't I was like, I can't exist in this world on Twitter. Just alive, knowing like I need to be distracted. So we go see Avatar: The Way of Water, and Kurt, and no spoilers. But as I'm watching the beautiful Avatar landscape, as I'm seeing the forest, blue people, the water, blue people. It's called The Way of Water, so it's not a spoiler. As I'm seeing our boy Jake Sully take his family from place to place, doing doing Avatar things, Kurt. As I see the conflict coming into into fruition, and I'm trying not to spoil things in case you or people haven't seen it, he makes a statement that really brought me back to the Patriots. He said, "No more running." It's time to fight. He said it to his family, to his whole tribe, to his whole village. They make their last stand. I won't tell you how it ends, but they make their last stand. Kurt, that's where the Patriots are at. That's what you just reminded me of. Much like Jake Sully, Kurt, we've been running this whole time. We've been making dumbass football decisions. We've been having the worst offensive play calls we've ever seen. we have I don't know if you want to say we've been scared play calling or just indecisive play calling or just no cohesion. Kurt, maybe you can do some of that against the opponents we played in the middle of our schedule, the Browns, the Jets, the Colts, the Cardinals, the Raiders. Maybe you can do some of that shit against those teams and win. Kurt, you absolutely cannot do any of that pussyfooting, if that's what we're going to call it. You can't do any of that against the Bengals, Dolphins, or Bills. Those are three either playoff or playoff uh, contending teams right there, Kurt. So I completely agree with you. If we want to have any chance of doing anything, and I don't even think if we make the playoffs, I'm not even sitting here being like, we're going to, you know, go far, but if we even want to just say we made the playoffs, right? You can't go out there and do the same old shit and have it be same shit different day, because Kurt, that ain't going to work against a team like the Bengals who have a great defense and Joe Burrow on offense and all those weapons that ain't going to work against even a hobbled dolphins team that still have all their weapons. And the bills don't give a fuck. They'd love, they'd love nothing more. Even if we go two and out in these next two games, they'd love nothing more than to beat us in our last game of the season to prevent us from making yeah. it. So Kurt, I agree. It, it if we're not going to make the playoffs, let's not have a pathetic, like uh hobbling end to the season. Let's go, at least go out fighting, th- taking deep shots, throwing it down the field, doing something.
1: Like, and this is going to sound dumb that I'm talking about this, but like with Josh McDaniels here as OC, how many like gadget plays did they run? They had, they had fake, uh, they had like reverses, they had double passes. They had all this creative offense. Like, oh, okay. The offense isn't moving the ball the traditional way. Well, Let's run this. Think about the Ravens playoff game from 2014. They just, they have like Michael Omanawanui line up a tackle. Like it was creative. It was like shit's not working. We're gonna find we're gonna find something that works. The Rams Super Bowl that they that they won in uh, 2018. Oh, offense doesn't do shit the entire game. They come out in their heavy package with James Devlin two tight ends, and they throw they throw deep. It's like. Josh knew the, the, the personnel was going to line up for them. It's just like, where is it? Like, And again, Bruno, I don't blame Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia in no world should be the offensive coordinator or offensive play caller. It's on Bill. And I am a fierce defender of the New England Patriots. It is getting hard to defend Bill Belichick. It is almost like the game has like surpassed him, um which is crazy cuz Bill Belichick is going to be and is and will go down as the greatest coach of all time. I am confident in that. But at some point here you better figure it out, pal, because since Tom Brady walked through out those doors, your team sucks late in the year. You 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 can't finish seasons, you can't finish games that you should be winning. It's like at some point that falls on you. And in every press conference, Bill says, Well, and ultimately it all falls on me. I'm the head coach. Okay. Well, if it all falls on you, you better figure it out. So if they if they hypothetically lose the next three games, Bruno, and they go from ten and seven last year, Mac Jones, Pro Bowler, they make the playoffs, even though they lose to then in year two of Mac Jones, you have the same team around him, arguably a better team around him, and you go 7-10, and and you lose five of your last six games. And the only difference, the only main difference is Matt Patricia calls plays and your offense has changed. Bill, figure it out. Bruno, I have a serious question for you. Yeah. Let's say they lose the next three games, which is very much on the table. I can't believe I'm asking you this. Is Bill Belichick the coach of the New England Patriots next
0: year? I mean, Kurt, I would say he's the coach if he wants to be. And honestly, at this point with like how we're playing and coaching, I don't know if he does want to be. What I'll say is that I think you were the one who said this and it's stuck in my mind ever since you said it. I feel like traditionally, um, the Crafts have kind of let Belichick do his own thing because he's proven he can. And this year, it was interesting when he... We all, from the beginning, were like, okay, you're naming Patricia the play caller and all that, and judge and all this sort of stuff, and they kind of let him do his thing. I think it's more likely that next year the situation would be, all right, we're not doing this shit. Either McDaniels or not, probably not McDaniels at this point, but whoever, Bill O'Brien or whoever, uh, we're, we're deciding that they're coming in because this shit isn't working. I think that's more likely. I don't think he gets necessarily fired not that you're saying this, but I don't think he gets necessarily fired. I think it's pretty much either does he want to keep coaching? And if he does, there's going to be more pressure from the organization to be like, all right, the last three years have sucked. We're just going to step in now and be like, we need to hire legit people to coach.
1: Yeah. I think you, I think you're spot on. I think it'll be bill. We still want you to be the head coach in the England Patriots, but here's what's going to happen. Right. And either you're in or you're out. So right. Jeff, Howe from the athletic reported nine hours ago, Oh, report. Robert Kraft is weeks away from having a pivotal conversation regarding the future of his franchise. Meaning like Mm. he's going to lay it out for Bill and it'll be a take it or leave it situation. So I don't know. I don't know, Bruno. But if things get fucking bad, worse down the stretch here, buckle up and hold on to your butts for this offseason.
0: Yeah, and here's the other thing, though. It's, like, I I know Bill is so stubborn. We've talked about that, and we've always loved that about him. But it's, like, it's not like the Crafts haven't given him a chance post-Tom Brady to do his thing. Like, it's been three this is year three without Brady right it's been that long like that's not like a one season test it that's not even like a okay we're pulling the the plug too quickly that's three full seasons for you to figure something out you went through multiple quarterbacks you lost Josh McDaniels they've let him try things so I would like to think that if Kraft went into this pivotal meeting and was like listen Bill I want you to be the coach. You're still the guy Like everyone loves you. Like we still believe in you, but like we gotta step in and figure this out together. And I would like to bill and bring in Bill O'Brien. I would like to think Bill would be open to hearing that. Will he? Is the other question. So here's here, here is an interesting thing. Okay, and this is what I have not.
1: This takes up space in my brain more than it should. Okay. Oh god. Yes, okay, the Patriots great. have hit on their last two drafts. I think I think we can agree on that. They've they're on the yep. come up in terms of your drafts, but. Again, this has been reported. This is not like me being a fucking, like, I know everything. Apparently, Robert Kraft views Bill Belichick as 0 for 4 in his last four major decisions. Decision 1, hmm. saying Tom Brady's too old and letting him leave. 0 okay. for 1. Brady leaves, wins the Super Bowl in his went first year with the Bucks. Yeah, yep. Miss number 2. You go out and spend the most money in franchise history on right. free agents after the Cam Newton year for Nelson Aguilar and Johnu Smith and Hunter know. Henry and yeah. Kendrick Bourne, who's not even playing this yeah. year. It's like yeah. okay. You've spent all this money. Where are the where where are we reaping yeah, rewards there. from this? Okay. Yeah. Second miss. Miss number three is Mac Jones in year two you saw Joe Burrow last year in year two and again it is not fair to you know equate Mac Jones to Joe Burrow he's not Joe Burrow but look at Trevor Lawrence this year in year two they bring in Doug Peterson a quarterback guy a guy who knows offensive football look at the year Trevor Lawrence is having he's like 25 touchdowns on seven picks okay so again 0 for three and the third one is Mac Jones in the second year and then number four is okay Bill you bring in your two best friends. Matt yeah. <laughs> here. Judge is here, Joe Judge's here. It blew up in your fucking face. So you're zero for four, and now I'm gonna step in because ultimately this is my team. It's my name on the checks. You know, you haven't been hot lately. So here's how things are
0: gonna go. And I can't. Can you argue against any of those, Kurt? I can't argue against any of those, and that's kind of what I come back to. Like, again. Craft stepping in, that would have to be a tactful conversation because it's not an easy one to have. But, like, again, it's justified, right? So I would like to think that Bill wouldn't feel like he's just out of nowhere being not, you know, like, not demoted or anything, but, like, having things taken away or being punished or whatever. It's like, Bill, we gave you time and chances to figure this out and it didn't work we're not firing you we don't want to fire you we just need to like figure this out as a team rather than one main unit i would hope he would take that positively i it's just he builds a wild card we don't know what he would do yeah i know bruno um
1: we've gone way over here (laughs) shock everyone it was a
0: short one today kurt
1: (laughs) yeah it's a minute an hour and three minutes um yeah (laughs) talked about four games um yeah Bruno, I do just before we go here, okay? Yep. Um, Give me the nitty-gritty this week again. The Patriots are not good enough to look past the fucking Bengals. So, give me – is there any chance the
0: Patriots can pull an upset this week? (sighs) I mean, non-zero chance, yes. Is it a high chance? No, I mean, the the um, the Bengals do have some injuries. It is worth noting, they do have some injuries. Um, you know, our pass rush, if they can play, if Uche and Judon and everyone can play at absolute tip top level, that that is an offensive line that's been playing better. But like, I think we could potentially get to Joe Burrow. Do I love the defense's chances against all the wide receivers? Absolutely not. Listen, I'm not out here. This isn't a spoiler. I'm not picking the Patriots to win this week, right? Is it is it like, you know, as much chance as I would give them against, like, the Eagles? Um, well, sorry. I would give, like, it's it's a higher chance than I would give them a team, against a team like the Eagles, but it's still not a high chance.
1: Yeah. So here's where I'll go with this. The Bengals are such a better team. It's not even funny. It's not even funny. It's true. But it would be the most fucking Bill Belichick thing.
0: <laughs> Ron to Cincinnati.
1: To lose that game against the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. And then come out this week and, like beat the Bengals. It would just be yeah. it would be the most Bill Belichick thing of all time. Uh I don't think it's gonna happen, but I think there's a path to beating the Bengals. And I think you hit the nail right on the head. Tomorrow's gonna be fucking gross. It's gonna be a high of eighteen degrees. It's gonna be cold. The Bengals are kind of a flashy team. Like again, they have Joe Mixon, they have my boy P Ryan in the backfield, (laughs)
0: Um,
1: but they're kind of a flashy team a little bit. Um, You know, Joe Burrow, fantastic quarterback played at LSU, played in warm weather. Max sucks in warm and fucking cold weather too here. So let's relax. (laughs) But like, um, I, I just think like some things could be working in the Patriots favor. I don't think it'll be a high scoring game. Let's put it that way. So, Again, it it goes back to the thing about when I said about taking chances and going down swinging. Blitz the fucking piss out of Joe Burrow. Like, I want him hit 10 times tomorrow. That's, I think, your only chance you have for, for victory. Again, that means you're putting cornerbacks on islands against phenomenal wide receivers. Jalen Mills is already out. Okay? Jack Jones is probably out again. Like, it doesn't bode well for the Patriots secondary. But, like, go down swinging. Go down swinging. And Ramondre might fucking have 29 more carries tomorrow. So <laughs> God bless
0: him. 29 more carries and 100 more yards after contact. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Kurt, listen. There's. I, you know what else is kind of weird? I have seen a lot of other people thinking this game is going to be close. So I don't know if that's one of those, like, do people – Is does Vegas know something? Do people know something? Did you I'm that, not necessarily – Did you see that like the
1: Vegas points have come down too?
0: Yeah. And like, I, I don't know that. I don't why? know. I, why? Don't, yeah, why? I don't know. Why? Like it, it is a Saturday game. It is at home for the Patriot. Like there are a couple things, but it's like, I don't know. Like also theoretically the Bengals are used to playing on Saturdays. They were always the Saturday playoff team. So. Yeah, they're used to playing on Saturdays. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Kurt. I don't. It, that's the one thing that's been giving me a little bit of like pause because, like, theoretically, coming to this game, I would be like, "We're going to lose by 30. But like, a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's going to be close." And so then some, know. somewhere today,
1: uh, some bookie, some sports book, was like, "Whoa!" In the last twelve hours, a lot of money has come in on the Patriots, and it's like, what do they know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what? What does Vegas know? Um, yeah. It's funny. My Panamanian pal is convinced that the NFL is rigged. Like he is convinced. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe uh, someone's dial. It's it's good for the NFL for people who like the Patriots and for people who ha- hate the Patriots and root against them that the Patriots are relevant. Like people want yep. the Patriots to be relevant. So to have them out of the playoff picture with three weeks to go doesn't help the NFL. It would probably help the NFL that they're, you know, around for the next two weeks, not just like dead in the water.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's going to be like that classic Buffalo wild wings game where like the Bengals should win. The guy pulls the lever. The sprinkler comes out of the field, trips the Bengals player. We recover it, go to overtime and win. Maybe it'll be one of those things.
1: <laughs> Bruno. <laughs> I'm going to end it with this. Okay. I dare. I oh. double dog dare. The Patriots to win tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> Oh, the double dog there if i mean again i'm gonna put it realistically realistically fan cap off at about a 10 chance the patriots win tomorrow
0: okay double digits but
1: i double dared them oh if they fucking win tomorrow <laughs> i know for the next week oh no i am going to convince myself that oh, they're going to make the playoffs. I know it. I know it. <laughs> so either again, put me out of my fucking misery.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Or because I double dog dared you. <sighs> win. Just win tomorrow. <laughs> Just win tomorrow, Bruno. Just win Just win tomorrow. Baby. What did that fucking guy from Avatar say? Just fight?
0: He said, uh, no more running. It's time to fight.
1: I can't think of a better way to end the pod, Bruno. It's time to,
0: (laughs) it's time to fucking fight Kurt. Well, Kurt, we're fighting for our lives and so are the Patriots season comes down to tomorrow, Kurt. So we'll see. I mean, we kind of already had our funeral last week, but you know, maybe there's one more nail in the, in the coffin that remains to be nailed and we'll see whether tomorrow it gets nailed or if we just rip it up and we undertake her this shit and we're like, Nope, we're not fucking dead today. So I,
1: I, uh, Every fucking episode title is the same thing on <laughs> for these podcasts. I think I think I might make it. It's time to fight this week. The fuck yeah! We might need to change the mojo up.
0: We need to change. Certainly, we need to change something up. So I, you have my full support in that. Kurt. It's time to fight. It's time to fight. <laughs> Kurt, it's time to fucking fight. I'm gonna, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gonna like look at myself in
1: the mirror. Like, like it's time to fight. Like yeah, like, like tomorrow morning when you get up, it's time to fucking time fight. To, I'm gonna write it in expo marker on the mirror. It's time to fight. Like. It's time to fight. I'm putting,
0: we're putting the war thing on. It, <laughs> war we're, going war.
1: Yeah, we're going to war. We're going to war. Tell Connor we need all the support.
0: Thank you for your service. Oh, man. Wow. Well, hour what ten, time. Bruno. Nice job, pal. Hour ten. <laughs> Kurt is short as always. Uh, Kurt, we'll see. Uh, you know, hopefully think good things happen tomorrow, but we're, we're going to have to see. It's We're going to have to fight, Kurt. It's time to fight, and we're going to fucking fight. That's all you can say, right? It's time to fight. Bars. Um, anyways, well, it is time to fight. I don't know if that's influenced the pick six picks. I'm not sure, but we're going to have that at some point tomorrow. So tune in for that. Um, obviously the Patriots will be one of them. So, you know, stay tuned for what we're picking on the last one, but, uh, for right now, hopefully we've inspired you you to,
1: (laughs) okay, sorry, keep
0: going. Yeah, that has some not kid show lyrics no. in there. Um, <laughs> it is, it is fight night. R.I.P. Takeoff. Honestly, I think the one of the first times I remember really listening to that song was on the Yukon volleyball like game yes. playlist. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm glad we both shared that memory. I was like, "Whoa! Like this is uh, this is this is in the playoffs right now." Danielle Cable was out, out there. Yep. Oh yeah, our girl. Yep. Absolutely. Shout out. She she knows it's time to fight. Time to fight, Bruno. Oh, <laughs> time to fucking fight, Kurt. Uh, you know, listen, we're gonna fucking fight and we're gonna do it up. So we we'll, we're gonna pick our six tomorrow, Kurt. Um, and we're certainly gonna either pick the Patriots and be right, or pick against the Patriots and hopefully be wrong. That's probably what we're gonna do.
1: It's uh, hey, listen, if it lasts more than four hours, call a doctor, okay?
0: Yeah, hold that wise words from a wise man. Um, uh, but anyways, we will. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. for for the big six we'll see you tomorrow for the big six we hope you enjoyed our shorter episode than usual today um and as always kurt we will see you next time on playing the field goodbye guys